The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come, lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his cloak, I shall be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask who touched me? And looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. She said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him. He entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitakum, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that they were utterly astonished. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said, that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
She's not a saint. She's not our blessed mother. She's not an angel. But her image is in every single church in the world. The sixth station of the cross, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Out of nowhere, she boldly steps past the crowds, takes out a cloth and wipes the blood from Jesus' face, and then disappears into legacy. No one knows who she is, where she came from. She's not even mentioned in Scripture. Who is this woman? Well, I happen to have a theory. Now, if we check out the Scriptures and try to figure out a place where there is a cloth that removes blood, similar to the story of the Veronica wipes the face of Jesus in the station, we find a passage that we have just read today. The woman who was hemorrhaging for 12 years is cured from a cloth who is bleeding. And she says, if I only just get to touch the hem of his garment, I will be cured. But there are two problems First problem is she just can't just run into a large crowd and just bump into everybody and all with her illness and then make everybody ritually unclean. What if there's a priest in the crowd? What if I was in the crowd and she bumps into me and now I'm ritually unclean? I can't work at the temple. I'm on unemployment. In order to get out of unemployment, I have to sacrifice a red heifer, which costs a fortune, and I'm unemployed, so I can't afford it. She just can't do that. She just can't run into a crowd with her condition. Second problem she has is Jesus is a little busy at this moment. He has an emergency. There's a little girl whose life is on the line. But she needs to get better. And she's determined, so she figures it out. She says, What I'll do is I won't go near, I won't reach underneath the crowd. I won't go into it. I'll reach in just to touch the tassel, which is down low. And I won't even disturb the Lord. He won't even lose a minute. And she boldly steps out and reaches, touches the cloak, and she's immediately cured. For the first time in 12 years, she feels her life comes back again. And at that moment of euphoria, Jesus completely stops his emergency, turns around and says, Who touched me? The disciples are incredulous. They can't believe it. I said, what do you mean? Who touched everybody? touched you. Everybody's bumping into you. He says, you've got to stay focused. There's an emergency. The clock is ticking. Jesus doesn't budge. I am not moving till I find out who touched me. And she's busted. She knows now she's going to be humiliated in front of everybody. Everybody's going to know her illness. She's probably going to get blamed for the little girl dying because of the delay now. So she steps humbly in front of the Lord and tells him the whole story. Everything. Twelve years of being ripped off by darkness. Twelve years of, a, of, a, of an ineffective health care system. Flawed. 12 years of not having a job. 12 years of not having a little 12-year-old herself. 12 years of not having a life. She tells the whole story. And Jesus listens. 
He wants to hear the story because he has all the time in the world. And when she's good and done, he tells her happily, your faith has saved you. Go. You're free of sickness. You're free of the disease. You're free of the social stigma. You're free of the suffering. You're free of the emergency rooms and and flawed health care systems. You're free to live your life to the fullest. And she goes. We never hear of her again. Until the sixth station. Now we turn to the sixth station. Now the roles are reversed. It's the woman who's providing the cloak. And Jesus is the one that's doing the bleeding. The roles are now reversed. Now I don't know if there's a connection between the sixth station and the story that we just heard today. There's no textual support for that theory. It's just my imagination. But I will say this. That this reciprocity defines who we are. We're Christians. What defines us? What what is our identity? How do we know? How are we different from everybody else? Reciprocity. We reciprocate. Everything that Jesus does for us, we reciprocate. And that's what the woman at the sixth station is doing. Reciprocating. So when Jesus forgives us our sins, we reciprocate. Jesus gives us hope. We reciprocate. He gives us a way of life. It gives us eternal life. We reciprocate. And Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, he said he was rich but made himself poor so that we could be rich. We reciprocate. Who are rich by Christ. Now we become poor for others. The story of the gospel today and the wonderful healing of the woman hemorrhaging for 12 years is that she gets to start her life again. But the way she's going to start it is she's going to imitate. She's going to reciprocate all the wonderful things that happened to her. She begins to live as a Christian. So today, reading this gospel, we are also Christians. And what defines us is that whatever Christ gives to us, we too reciprocate.